So, um, we just have a little bit for you guys today. I got a little bit of something. Matt's got something, but you guys can guess what I'm going to bring. So me and Matt, we just, with a new year coming, we just seek and say, okay, God, what do you, what direction do you want? You know, what do you want to do? What's going on in this community? Um, so as I was seeking the Lord, um, he gave me a word for our church for this year. And the word the Lord gave me was breaking. That doesn't sound very... And he said, we're going to be breaking new ground in this church, in our homes and in our hearts. We're going to be breaking off old mindsets and restoring our hearts to the foundations of God's truths. And we're also going to be breaking bread together. Um, he said there's going to be a new level of unity and understanding in the kingdom, in our families, in this community, um, spending time together. We're going to start creating a deeper connection with the people God chose for us to do life with. You know, you can't run away. Um, so Proverbs 27, 23 through 27 is, I'm going to read it out of the message, but this is the word the Lord gave me. It says, know your sheep by name, attend to your flocks. Don't take them for granted. It doesn't last forever. You know, and then when the crops are in, the harvest is stored in the barns. You can knit sweaters for lambs, you know, wool, sell your goats for profit. There will be plenty of milk and meat last your family that will last your family through the winter. And I look at that and it's like, don't know your sheep. That means where God's planted, you know, the people he's planted you with. He doesn't just be like, hop everywhere, hop here, hop there. Know the people you're planted with. When the Lord gave me that word about breaking, I was like, really? Breaking? That doesn't sound very... So I just kept seeking the Lord. What What are you saying about this? And that really is breaking bread together, that connection, that community. He's placed us here. We can run from him, but he's just going to always be behind us. You know, you're going to be like, oh, 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 and you turn around. Oh, my gosh, he's right there. That's the way, you know, he's never going to stop pursuing you. Um, and so if he's placed you somewhere, just do what, you know what, quit running and say, okay, God, you place me here. And if I do ever want out of here, <laughs> I better just do what you've asked me. I found that too, to be true. So what we're going to do is basically together to create an atmosphere that will support our destinies. We all have, you know, different destinies. They have the same, you know, the end result is always going to be the same, um, to bring heaven to earth. But to support the destinies God has planned for each of, each of us, um, he designed us to need him, which we know that, but he's also designed us to need each other. Without each other, we can't grow. Um, you know, he uses the family of God to grow us, to change us, to build our character. If you don't think that's true, be next to someone that... That rubs you the wrong way. He's like, I'm going to build that character real fast. If you want to build your character, get along with somebody that you disagree with. That shows how how much character you really have. If you really think about that, someone that you can say, you know what, I don't like that, but I still love you. That shows your real character. Most people are like, I, you know what, I don't I don't like that, so I'm just going to go away. Yeah, that's easy. It's called immature, no character. So God's saying, you're here together to build character. Um, and he has prepared more for us when we work in unity together and we seek the kingdom. You know, he's our provider. He's our father. He's our king. 
he's the definition of love and grace and mercy. We have, and we're going to be going, I'm going to, that word that the Lord gave, there's so much more. And over the next probably three months, we're going to be really digging into that. Because I think that's what God is doing. It's a new season. Last season, we got to grow, which was really comfortable, right, guys? (laughs) Yay! You guys don't seem very excited. (laughs) You know, and this season, we're going to get to break. Yay! So it's going to be really good. Um, that's just the word the Lord gave over our church. But Matt's got a word for you guys today that's going to be good, and it's going to fall on good soil. So, Good morning, guys. How you doing? During worship, I'm like, God, I need a word. And I'm like, I need something for this. And I kept fighting it. I'm like, I'm, I'm looking it up myself. I'm like, this is not you, God. I'm like, how many of you guys know ever looked for God in something, and you know he's not there, and you're like, yep, I just kept looking for it. I tried to find what I wanted to find. So I'm looking through two scriptures. I'm like, God, these are, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm like this. I'm like, nope, that's definitely not you. I open up one scripture. I'm like, Lord, I need a good word. And it's about how God's going to destroy Israel. I'm like, okay, that is definitely not from you, God. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. So I'm, uh, I finally just said, you know, what? stop. I set my Bible down. I'm like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? And he gave me Psalms 29. He says, ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings, ascribe to the Lord, the glory and strength, ascribe to the Lord, the glory do his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters, and the glory of excuse me, and the God of glory thunders. The Lord over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon to skip like a calf. The voice of the Lord flashes in verse seven. Flashes forth like flames on a fire. And I was, uh, for the last couple months, God's been doing something in me um, personally, but also what he wanted for the the church. Um, But we start a new year and and we all make resolutions and we all make those different things. And I'm not going to give you a New Year's resolution um, sermon, but God kept saying to me, first things first. How many of you guys know when you go to build a house, you don't just grab a hammer and nails and go, okay, let's get going. You have to do some things. There, there's, there's planning, there's preparation, there's, um, you know, there's destruction in order to do construction. There's um, ordering the right parts for the house and the and the, the wiring and the lumber and the shingles and the the insulation and the and, and the wrap and the, and the siding there's there's different things that you have to have before you can build what you want to build and god said to me first things first and i'm like okay god what is that and he says it takes to start something it takes planning how many of you guys are planners like four of you Lana raised her hand, yes. Lana is definitely a planner. Um, But without plans, nothing will work. It'll work for a season, and it might look good, and it's like, you ever uh, done something on your own you weren't qualified to do, and you knew you weren't qualified to do, but you did it anyway? Everybody's shaking their head right now, and and you're like, okay, that's that. Like, you look it up online or YouTube, you're like, yeah, I can totally do that. And then... And it works up to a certain point, and then you're like, 
And in, in my neighborhood, when, when something doesn't go right and we get to a certain point and we, we uh, don't know what to do, we call Larry. We just call Larry. Larry is a friend of ours. And, and if something's not working, we call Larry because he knows a lot of stuff. And so like we can do certain things and God will give us freedom to do certain things for a certain amount of time. But then he says, you know what? You don't have what it takes to do this, so you need to plan. And, and so many times I've done this, oh, I'll do this and I'll do this, and we make plans, and we try to do something, and we're like, yeah, I just wasn't ready for this. I didn't plan enough for this. But Isaiah forty-three nineteen says, Behold, I am doing new things. Watch me do new things. Um, Isaiah forty-three nineteen. It says, behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Some translations say, do you not see it or you do not understand it? And I believe that in this beginning of this year, as a, as a church, as, a, as in this house, that we need to, there's some things that we need to do first in order for the rest of the year to be set into place. And God kind of gave me a, a, a plan of what that was. But, but God said, behold, I am doing a new thing. And that, that's a prophetic word to Israel, but it's a prophetic word to everybody in, in, in all of our lives. There's something new that needs to be done in every one of us. If something new isn't happening in our lives, that means that we're either dead or stagnant in our walk with Christ. So first things first. We need to, in order to build as a, as a, a body of believers as, um, in this area, there's some things we need to break and tear down in order to build up the right things. Um, so many times we try to build on top of what the old was. You know, it's like a friend of ours had a fire in their house and um, everything pretty much burnt except the foundation. And they were going to build on the old foundation. But in the state of Michigan, you can't build on an old foundation after a fire like that because of, you know, the heat and different things will crack the cement and it makes it unstable. So it's like trying to build your house on an old foundation that's, once you've torn it down, saying, yep, I tore down this old house, it was falling apart, and now I'm going to just put a new house on this old foundation. Uh, When I was growing up, we lived in this house, it was built in 1840, there was um, newspaper in the wall behind the drywall that was said 1840 on it when we were tearing some of the old drywall out. And the old foundation was literally, you know, mortar and rock just stamped into place all the way around it. And my dad and I were down there one time and we had to, we had to work on it because there was water leaking through. And so we had to, you know, tear out some of the brick and put uh, concrete and cement and, and patch it back up to, in order for it to stop leaking. But if I had taken that house, tore it down, and tried to build something on top of it, I would have still had the same problem. I would have had the shifting. I could have put fresh drywall up. I could have put everything beautiful up. But the foundation was so shaky and so shifting that every time you would do something, drywall will crack. Uh, something will be out of... Uh, yeah, we love drywall in our house. Never, never ask us to, to do any drywall. Um, but that house, no matter what you did, you could build a fresh house. You could take a perfectly square house and drop it onto that foundation 
and that house instantly would be out of square. And so when we, we, God sometimes says, I need you to tear down the foundation, dig it down all the way down, and then start building up from the foundation to build it the way that you need it to be. So we need to break some things in order to build some things. You know, you don't add an addition onto your house and just leave the siding up and add the addition on and just leave the siding inside the house and go, oh, yeah, looks like an exterior. There's certain things that need to be done. And to break some things, to build some things, there needs to be some change. We We have to quit looking at something and going... You know, we get sentimental about certain things in our house. Like our, some friends of ours came into our house one time and, and there's pictures of our kid. They're like, your house is like a shrine to your children. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, dude, there's just pictures of your kids everywhere. I'm like, yeah, so we, we have baby pictures and, you know, middle-sized pictures and, and middle-middle-sized pictures. And when they, uh, they're adults, we'll have adult pictures of, of them and their kids. I mean, and they're like, it's like a shrine to your children. But There's something in being sentimental about something that is already put in place. You know, like, there's people that they just, they're sentimental about certain things. You know, we, get, we have hoarders. You know, hoarders just are sentimental about everything. It's like, oh, the newspaper from three weeks ago? Really sentimental about it. I'm just going to set it here because I want to uh, hold on to it. But um, there's certain things in our life that we're sentimental about or we've had hold... Um, Give me a second. There's certain things that have had a, we've had a hold on or have had a hold on us or we've had connection with in our lives that God says, I want to break that down and start from scratch. I want to bulldoze it down. I want to build it the proper way and build it in the way that I want it to be built. There's certain sacred cows that God says, I want to kill that sacred cow in your life because that sacred cow is actually not a sacred cow and you need to have a fresh revelation of what I'm telling you it is. So when you read the scripture, it should be a fresh building. It should be a fresh coat of paint. It should be a fresh layer of insulation on your house, on your your walk with God. And I'm not trying to stay in the whole building mindset, but God wants us to take what we know, hold on to what is true and say, you know what, God, what is a lie that I've been believing Where do you need me to start deconstructing things so you can start constructing things that are proper in my life and that are um, truth? Because there's sometimes there's things that are are a partial truth that we hold on to and that partial truth will keep us in partial truth until we have a revelation of what the full truth is. You know, our walk with God cannot be a a, a casual... um, casual walk through the park. Oh, you know, you walk by. Oh, hey, how you doing? That one person that you know, but you really don't know, and you see him in the store, you just walk by and say hi. God says, I want this to be a deeper relationship. I want this to be a deeper um, intimacy with me, and I need you to allow me to deconstruct things so I can construct things, build things the proper way. And as a church, there's going to be things that you're going to see 
we're going to see as a church that are going to be deconstructed, but we're going to reconstruct them. God's doing something different. And sometimes when construction happens, you're like, oh, I just, you know, I wish it was the, the way it was. I wish it was this way. You know, we get people who are, are sentimental about things and God's like, you know what? Don't hold on to those things or the way, the idea of it. Yeah. Hold on to me because I'm changing. What he's doing is he's making a house and what he wants is he's adding room for more people. And sometimes to make room for more people and, and bigger things, you have to tear down a wall. You have to tear out a window. You have to tear out a door in order to put more room for him to, to do what he wants to do. So my, my challenge to you guys is this, is if God takes out a window, don't be upset about it because he's going to add something to that house or to you in your life that is not just why, why he tore out a window? But God, everybody knows when you take out a window, you're either going to change something in the, in the structure of your, your, your house or your, your life. And God's saying, don't, don't be upset if, if a window or a door gets taken out because something else is going to be built on there that's going to open up for more room for me to be there. We want God to be in our house. We want God to be in our, in our, in our spiritual house, and that's in our, in our um, spirit. But we have to make room for him. We can't just, well, God, you're going to, this is the room you get, you know. You know, like when your kids and your mom and, uh, tells you, this is your side of the room and this is your brother's side of the room and you keep this side of the room clean and he has to keep this side of the room clean. God's like, I'm not going to draw a dividing line of this is what you know. And, because what, what we do is we set up a, a circle, a perimeter, of this is what is okay, God. You can move within these areas and deconstruct and reconstruct, but when you get into the inner circle of, of what I'm comfortable with, then it, then it becomes a problem. But God's saying, you know, I need you to allow me to remove some of the stuff so I can add stuff to it. I don't know. Um, God keeps saying to me, Remind me, remind them of his glory. During worship, I just, you know, things were happening and, but God said his glory is so present that when it showed Moses his glory, it changed Moses. Everybody that entered into the glory of God that, that were in the presence of the Lord, something changed in them. He's, he's just been telling me for the last 20 minutes here, um, remind people that my presence and the glory of God will change people. And if we want to, to grow in Him, we need to allow Him to be present with us so His glory can change us. Um, It says the voice of the Lord is like thunder, and when he speaks, it should resonate in our heart. Have you ever had, last night we did some fireworks, and, and, and the, the, per, the concussion of that firework, you can hear for miles. But what it does is if um, the firework, or you can hear next door, depending on who your neighbors are. Um, but... We were, I was standing out there and I lit one off and, and the, the sound when it lights off is boom and you hear that, that, that first light up and, you can, and then once the concussion hits in the sky, you can feel it in your chest. God says, I want my voice to be like that. Yeah. So when I speak to you, you feel it. Not just 
Oh, well, I'm sorry, God, what was that? You know, we, we want God to whisper to us. You know, we want God to be this, this ever-present Holy Spirit, you know, just, hey, I need you to do this, tapping us on the shoulder. But God says, he says David says his voice is like thunder, that concussion. When he speaks, it just boom, and you feel it. And his presence is the only way to, to do that. His glory is the only way to do that. So he wants us to be available and aware of his presence because his presence and his voice is like thunder. I was reading um, Matthew and it was talking about how Jesus went to be baptized and John the Baptist said, I can't baptize you. And Jesus said, yes, you need to baptize me. And um, this book has a bunch of footnotes with it. And it said that when Jesus went down, um, and um, one of the, the biblical historians from the, the first century was saying that when Jesus went down, it was like a flash of, of, of lightning that went off when he came out of the water. And that's why people were so shocked by what happened. And when and can you imagine being standing there and the, the voice of the Lord opens up from heaven and says, this is my son who I am well pleased. It wasn't just Jesus who heard that. It was everybody around that. And, and I don't think it was just like a whisper. God whispers to us, but it wasn't a whisper. It was like, this is my son. I am well pleased with him. And, and can you imagine a voice from heaven sh- showing up? There had to be some power behind it. That concussion, you, you feel that deep, you ever felt that deep sound and it, you can feel it in your bones and you can feel it in your chest when it goes off. You know, you stand too close to a speaker sometimes and it's just like, and you can feel that. But that's how God wants us to be. He's like, my glory is there all around you. I need you to be aware of it so it, you can feel it. He whispers to us, but he wants to be vocal with us so we can feel him. So we, as a church, are going to start this year off the right way. You know, this is going to be a year of growth in, in a lot of areas because we're going to tear some things off in order to put some things on. We're going to be creating stuff the right way. We're going to create community in the right way. We're going to create fellowship in the right way because God has given us a complete plan of what it should look like here. But how it translates to this body is different. We see what fellowship and community looked like in the Bible. And for each church, it's different. But we know where God is leading us. I don't know what it's going to look like. I got glimpses of it. But I, I know what it's going to, uh, I have glimpses of it, but I don't know what it's going to look like. Because if I knew what it looked like right now, I'd be like, well, let's tweak this and let's change this. I don't really like this. But God is creating something that, so when we start this year out, we're going to start it out the right way. We're going to create something in our hearts. And when we create something in our hearts, it, and when we come together, it creates something as a body, as a house, that when God shows up, His voice says, these are my sons and my daughters who I am well pleased with. 
We know God loves us. So I think, I believe that when we start for this next 30 days, we're going to start seeing something deconstructed in us so we, he can reconstruct something that is for his glory. So when David says the voice of the Lord, the glory of the Lord is thunders. I want people to see this church and know that the glory of the Lord is here because it's so powerful that they can't deny it, that it's like thunder. There's been times where the Lord shows up in in an almost physical way where you could almost reach out and grab it. And then there's times where he shows up in our spirit and he's working on each one of us separately. But God says, no matter if I show up almost in a physical way where you can reach out and touch me tangibly, or if I show up in your heart while you're here, he's like, I want my glory to thunder. But he says, I am doing a new thing. It's springing up. We can't stay the same as a, as a church. We can't stay the same as, as believers in Christ. So he says, I'm doing a new thing. Can you see what I'm doing? We need to take the blinders off our eyes if we, have, if we have blinders on. Even if we don't think we have blinders on, ask God, God, am I seeing what you're doing? Am I seeing what you're doing? When we can see what God is doing, it helps us to be able to hold on to what he's doing. If you can attach to, attach to a vision that he has for your life, you're like, oh, man, I know what God has for me, and I'm going to hold on to it, and I'm going to grab hold of it. But if we can't see what God is doing, it's hard for us to say, oh, yeah, God's doing good things. He wants us to be able to see him doing what he's doing so we can have faith in him. Sometimes, and I'm not saying that we have to see something in order to, to have faith, but God is saying if you take the blinders off, if we, can, we can remove those blinders, de- deconstruct some of the things that we've, we've known for so long and allow me to reconstruct those, you'll see what I'm doing. You'll see what I'm doing and have even greater faith in what I'm doing and be able to attach to the vision that I have for your life and for this church. But God wants us to do things in the proper planning, the proper timing. So when he says first things first, there's some things that we need to do first before we continue on with the rest of the year. There's some things that we need to grow in, uproot, replant, weed out, cut out, in order for us to do it the right way. I'm not saying you're wrong if you don't do it exactly the right way, but God wants us to do first things first. Plan. Have vision for what we're doing. Without vision, His people perish. They run amok, is what it says in some translations. They, they perish, they run amok. They actually, some translations say they, they destroy themselves. They run off on their own. So in the next 30 days, you guys are going to, especially with some of the things Sarah has planned to, is you're going to see what God 
is going to do. What He has given us vision for and what He's given us um, a, a leading to do as a church. So, it's going to be good. First things first, if God's working on your heart right now, just ask Him what He wants you to do first. Let's pray.